1: Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host,
3: Chris Plank. All right, so we've kind of shifted the schedule around a little bit this week as we welcome you in to the Sooner Sports Podcast. On a Tuesday, my name is Chris Plank. Yesterday, Kevin Henry and Jessica Cootie gave you the complete preview of the NCAA tournament. If you didn't listen to it, it's a must-listen before Saturday's opener against Missouri 6.30 6.30 for the OU Men's Hoops team. Download it. Listen to it. Get smart. Get educated with Jess and Kevin Henry. That's available right now. Our typical Tuesday podcast is the game plan with Toby and I. With the Sooners playing at Arkansas in baseball, Toby's going to join us tomorrow. So we'll have that out early for you tomorrow afternoon as Toby and I go all in on the NCAA tournament, talk a lot of softball. Jada Coleman may join us, and we'll get you ready Uh, Not just for the NCAA tournament, but recapping baseball's game against Arkansas. I'm looking ahead to their games this weekend at home. Uh, Oh, and yeah, by the way, we've got football to talk about, which is what we're focused on today. So the schedule has been fluid. Enjoy today's huddle. Chad McKee. And Trey Millard, who makes his debut with us here at Sooner Sports TV. Talk all things OU football. We go one-on-one with the new H-backs and tight ends coach Joe John Finley. And our special guest, Jeremiah Hall. It's all coming up next, but first, a word from the Air Force.
2: It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFReserve.com
1: Live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, you're watching The Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a Sooner game on, there's a Bud Light there. And, in fact, there's a Sooner game on right now. It is not Teddy Lehman. It is not Toby Rowland filling in for them tonight. I am Chad McKee. We've got Trey Millard, our special guest, uh, joining us for the first time. Toby right now, in fact, is calling the OU men's basketball game. They're taking on Kansas Sooner's down 22-12, to 12, about five and a half minutes left in the first half in the Big 12 Conference quarterfinals, and Teddy's getting the night off. He uh, is going to join me for Pro Day coverage tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. on Soonersports.tv. So you got Trey and me here with you tonight, and our opening segment is presented by McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. Trey, you're back here in Norman for a couple of years now. Just kind of bring Sooner fans up to date on what you've been up to since uh, your playing days ended, and uh, a little cup of of coffee in the NFL.
4: Yeah, well, just thank you for having me. Uh, senior fans love being here, love being in front of you guys and talking to you guys. Um, Yep, uh, jumped around the NFL for a little bit. I was with the 49ers and the Chiefs uh, a year each and a year in between where I just wasn't with the team. Um, And ACL ended that career and then uh, came back to Oklahoma City and have been now back here in um, Norman for uh, a couple of years and so. Yeah, just excited to... Hop on and talk Sooner Football.
1: Well, we're we're thrilled to have you. We're going to focus on your position tonight, tight ends, H-backs, and full backs in just a little bit. But coming up tomorrow, it will be Sooner Football Pro Day, uh, such a different type of year that leads up to the spring game. That'll be on April the 24th. Uh, Didn't get to have a spring game because of the the COVID-19 virus a year ago, but so important for many different reasons. You want to get a look at your young guys, and it's a big deal for your recruits to have a look at as well, right?
4: Spring game's huge, I mean, for for every organization. for bringing in, getting excited around it. Uh, I think that's been something that's evolved over the last couple years that we've seen. You know, concerts after it, mm-hmm. this or that, kind of more showmanship around it, which has been exciting for the game. Um, as a player, uh, especially as a big guy, I always like to make sure that people had to tackle me, and this is kind of the first game all spring where a two-hand touch doesn't count anymore. And so, uh, always excited to get out there and block people and get really physical and do it in front of fans, which mm-hmm. is which is exciting. And so, um, excited that we get to have one this year. You know, we yeah. sat on it last year, and so um, yeah, I am excited for what it's going to do for the program, for what people can see and all that. And so it's, it's exciting stuff.
1: It will be the culmination of spring practice, of course. How important is spring practice?
4: Oh, it's huge. I mean, that's where you get the chance to develop yourself as a player, right? So you're taking in more coaches, you're getting more reps, you're um, being able to really develop yourself, Um, you're you're taking more time in the weight room uh, to get stronger, to get faster, and we've got a great uh, athletic program that does that. And so, uh, just, just really the development and the growth more happens in the spring and in the summer. and uh, So really just leading up to it in the spring is, is a huge part of the development for players.
1: Well, as we said a moment ago, the Sooners will be going through Pro Day tomorrow at the wonderful Switzer Center, the Everest Indoor Center over there, the best facilities in the country. We'll have full coverage for you on Soonersports.tv beginning at 9.30 or at 9 a.m. Central, and then the recap show will be on Fox Sports Oklahoma. We'll have a 30-minute recap of all of that. So It's so interesting this year, Trey. The Combine got canceled last year. This year they're going to do it, but it'll be in conjunction with all of the pro days at the various schools, the NFL, uh, monitoring things in close contact with all of the institutions to see that there is kind of a level playing field, so to speak, or that things are are all the same for all these schools across the country. Can you imagine what it's like, though, having your time in front of the NFL scouts, but you get to be at home? You get to be in, in friendly confines, so to speak, for this deal.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting uh, that those guys get to go out there and, and you train so much for it, uh, right? It's just a huge development uh, of of your career and leading up to what you kind of want to do uh, for a living that you've worked your entire life for really. And so, um, definitely different, different experiment, different uh, atmosphere. Um, but like you said, more friendly, you're at your house instead of a hotel. Um, you're doing it in front of your coaches, your teammates, your friends, uh, to some degree, um, with the restrictions, but, um, just really something that should be great for, for, for those, for those players to get out there and, um, really good after it. So
1: there will be six Sooners who were invited to be combine participants. An additional two Sooners, former Sooners, who will be participating in Pro Day tomorrow, a chance to showcase your skills. And Dylan fa will be one of those. Defensive lineman completed his Sooner playing career in 2019. Big physical guy. You know, you never know if, if that one scout in a team is looking for someone to fill a spot. It's an important day for a guy like Dylan. What can, what can he prove on his Pro Day?
4: Yes. For, for guys who haven't been as active in the NFL and are looking for spots, it's a great time to get in front of coaches because um, you're not in practice. You don't have a whole lot of film out there, but you can go in, show your athleticism, show that you are stayed in shape, you've stayed strong, you stayed physical, um, and be able to put at least something out there to maybe get a spot on a practice squad, and then that's really all you need. All you need is that shot and that chance, and, and once you get that, it's it's up to you to kind of make make the best of your opportunities and, and hopefully get on a team and make a roster.
1: Same thing with Kenneth Mann. We're looking at number 55. Honorable mention, all Big 12, 2018, had some injuries in 2019, but The production was there for this guy. Seven sacks that he had in his sooner career, 86 total tackles along the defensive line.
4: Yeah, definitely a guy who had some injuries that we wish we could have seen him more. Um, Had some flashes, had some great production when he was healthy. Uh, And definitely one of those candidates who's a perfect guy to come back, put some stuff on to him, show that he's healthy, he's doing well, um, and hopefully get a shot uh, to make it another team.
1: Now we get to the six who were invitees by the NFL to participate in combine activities. And Trey Norwood is one of those. What an, what an amazing comeback story he was. Had the ACL injury that kept him out all of 2019 and then comes back, has five interceptions in the final six games of the year, had a pick six in the Cotton Bowl win over Florida. This is a guy that's just going to go out there and make plays.
4: Yeah, absolutely. A guy who you couldn't have asked for a better last six games uh, as a Sooner. Um, Coming out, he's hopefully riding the momentum, um, riding that end-of-the-year production, and and hoping to show that stuff and the speed and the athleticism in in the the combine to to show coaches that he's that good.
1: You said the word that probably pops to mind when you talk about the next guy, and that's Trey Brown. Speed. There's no substitute for speed. And Trey Brown is a guy who has shown that throughout his Sooner career. He was second-team All-Big 12 this past year. Three interceptions this year, four for his career. And remember, 2018, he was All-Big 12 as a kick returner. So he's kind of got that in his back pocket as well.
4: Yeah, definitely an exciting player, a guy who's there's a lot of buzz around coming out of um, the Senior Bowl. And so a guy who's going to ride, you know, has had a great career as a Sooner, who's played uh, consistently across all four years, and so uh, excited about to see what he can do uh, in the next level.
1: And the other guy is Ronnie Perkins. You talk about a buzz. This is a guy, if you if you look at some of the draft projections, he is now all the way up to late first round by some of these quote-unquote experts. Ten-and-a-half tackles for loss, five-and-a-half sacks all all Big 12 this year. Missed the first five games. Played the pi- final six. And it seemed like when the spotlight was on these big national spotlight games the Sooners played, he was right there in the middle of the spotlight.
4: Absolutely. A Missouri kid that I might be a little bit biased about um, <laughs> who, who's came in here and done great jobs. He, there's he, there's almost an energy around him when he plays that the, the, it was infectious for the entire defense. He has a great motor. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. And really gets after the quarterback and gets after the ball.
1: So, The defensive side of the football has seen such a remarkable turnaround under Alex Grinch. It really has, and to have two guys drafted last year, you know, K-9, Kenneth Murray goes in the first round, Neville Gallimore goes to the Dallas Cowboys in round number three. The perception of the defense at Oklahoma, and the numbers are there to prove it as well with this team. How much does that help some of these players to kind of get the benefit of the doubt from some of the scouts because of how good this defense has become?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think when you're surrounded by great players, it it breeds more great plays, right? And so we're starting to develop this chemistry where guys are expecting to make plays, and therefore they Start making more plays um, with better players, with better rushing the quarterback. They make quarterbacks make worse throws. DBs get more better more interceptions, right? And so just all this culmination is exciting to see. Um, I, I hope we get another back-to-back first rounder. That'd be super <laughs> exciting for for the Sooners, right? Yeah. It hasn't happened in a while, and so. Um, Just just a lot of great momentum and great positivity coming from defense. Yeah,
1: Gerald McCoy was the last Sooner 2010 to be drafted on the defensive side in the first round before Kenneth Murray did it last year. And it looks like day by day that Ronnie Perkins may, as you said, have a chance to go back to back. The draft is April the 29th through May the 1st. And the Sooners will get to showcase their wares at Pro Day tomorrow over at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Up next on the huddle, we turn our attention to the offensive side of the ball. Creed Humphrey is a guy. Ramondre Stevenson, certainly another one who will get drafted. What can they do to improve their stock at Pro Day tomorrow? Trey Miller is with us. I'm Chad McKee. You've got The Huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman.
2: The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kim Cade Coach Lines the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. at and 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to SoonerSports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Yeah, man, good job.
1: great job by our hype team we welcome you back into the huddle how bad do you want it you watch the Sooners go through some workouts over at the Everest Indoor Center Pro Day will be tomorrow as we told you there will be eight guys going through Pro Day six of them who will be doing it as their NFL combine experience for the year Trey Miller Chad McKee with you filling in for Teddy and Toby here tonight and this segment is brought to you by Oklahoma Turnpike Authority Pike Pass the fastest safest most efficient way to travel Oklahoma Kansas and Texas hey Sooners don't get past get pike pass. It's a great tool to have if you're headed up to watch the Sooner women or men in the Big 12 championship up there in Kansas City. So we talked about the defensive side of the ball and those guys as far as pro day is concerned on the offensive side. feel like Creed Humphrey is going to be a first or second round pick. Ramondre Stevenson, it will be very interesting to see where he is picked. Oklahoma's tradition on the offensive line is certainly going to help the first guy we will spotlight and that is Adrian Ely. You're talking about two years ago, the Sooners having four guys guys drafted. All of them are making a difference. And you go back to the Trent Williams, Orlando Browns, Lane Johnson making a name for himself as an all-pro in the NFL. But Adrian Ealy is a guy who will go through pro day. Second team all Big 12 the last two years. Kind of size at six-six, The ideal type of tackle. He played both left and right tackle for the Sooners this past year. What do you think of Adrian Ely and what he might be able to show in his pro day?
4: Oh, I think he's going to show uh, a lot of athleticism. Good feet um, he 's a guy who really was just powerful for for o u um, you know one of those big uglies that 's kind of became our uh, what, what we 've come to expect expect of a beaten bow uh, offensive lineman we um, 've got two of them coming out in this and so uh, excited to see those guys those guys play
1: creed Humphrey came back for another season as a sooner this past year he 's an all american has the background of course as a high school wrestling champion and was great from the first day he took his first snap as a Sooner. Left-handed center, which is kind of a little bit different, but where's Creed going to go, and, and what does he have to show? He's going to kill the bench press, I would imagine,
4: tomorrow. Yeah, I think he's going go, uh, to go early. You know, centers aren't as, as high of draft picks as, you know, what tackles are taken or things like that, but um, I think he's as good as it gets uh, as far as consistent, healthy, smart aggressive player uh that's what you want in that center position someone who's going to really uh, own uh, the offensive offensive line and, and protect your quarterback and be the kind of that first uh, first guy up there so definitely definitely a pick who's going to be exciting to see play i think he's going to have a very long uh, and fruitful uh, nfl career he
1: really is strong smart and athletic exactly what they're looking for at the center position as you said sometimes with center it's just a fit Ramondre Stevenson, just six games this year, but 665 yards. There he was with that Cotton Bowl MVP trophy. Ran for a career high buck 86 against the mighty Gators left a lasting impression. I compare him. I mean, him and Ronnie Perkins had the same situation. They were out early when they got in. They were refreshed for one thing. They had fresh legs. And when the spotlight came on the final home stretch of the season, he shined as well.
4: Absolutely. Just just a guy who kind of changed the physical presence of, of the run game uh, as far as finishing runs, breaking tackles, um, just making sure defenders had to come, come with it to get him down. Um, excited to see where he goes. People are talking about him as, as a later-round pick, uh, fourth and fifth. I think he's going to be of value at that. Uh, definitely a guy who's got the ability to um, give a lot of production uh, for, for whatever team he goes to, be a good short down back. But then he also has good hands out of the backfield. So uh, definitely excited to see where – where he's going to end up?
1: What was your combine experience like? It won't be a traditional combine experience for these guys, but uh, you were injured when you went to your combine. What was your experience like?
4: Yeah, honestly, it was a little bit disappointing. Uh, <laughs> being, being around, uh, hobbing around, just my main reason I was there for is for Docs to uh, evaluate my knee, mm-hmm. and so. But it was really exciting, because I was there with uh, a lot of teammates, Damien Williams, um, especially in that same group that I was working out in. Um, so being able to see him, uh, Gabe, Biker was there at the same time with the offensive lineman, so seeing those guys excel and do a great job um, was, was exciting uh, f- for me as a teammate uh, for me as a, as a professional it was a little bit disappointing not being able to work out and show some of the skills that I had
1: yeah tough a tough uh, environment for you to have to go into uh, Bob Stoops your coach at Oklahoma it was announced uh, during the past week he is going to join the Fox big noon team yeah. With, uh, the guys breaking down games in the studio. This is going to be so much fun to, to just watch him ooze knowledge and, and talk to the people, educate people.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a great fit. It's kind of interesting. He actually coached against two of the players, right? That are yeah, Matt Leiner it, and Reggie Bush. Yeah. He's going to so, be on the set with them. Yeah, which is going to be interesting, but also uh, great to get a defensive guy on there mm-hmm. um, to get another aspect of experience. Uh, a guy who's you know had a success um, all over the place in different uh, conferences, and so uh, definitely a value you add for for that organization and in that show Uh,
1: you know I think it's so valuable to have a coach up there to break down the in-game situations players know the X's and O's and all that sorts of thing. but why did the coach do this why is the strategy as such and and to be able to watch coach Stoops and it will help listen Every time you watch and look at Bob Stoops, people nationally think University of Oklahoma. And to have him in this feature spotlight position, is a, it's a big boost for the university, for the football program.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, just a legend of the game, uh, not just for the Sooners, but just college football in general. Um, it just doesn't do anything but, but add to our value.
1: Bob Stoops going to join the Fox Big Noon kickoff show this fall. He will be on Fox on Sundays at, uh, at 10 a.m. We'll get to see him. So if you were uh, talking about the current group of tight ends, H-backs, and fullbacks at the University of Oklahoma, we might call him Trey Miller 2.0, so to speak. Uh, there's been such a good run, and, and Jeremiah Hall is one of those guys. He was a first team all Big 12. We were able to sit down with Jeremiah Hall this week.
3: Jeremiah Hall joins us on the huddle. How's the off season, or if there is
5: a such thing, treating you right now, man? Man, no such thing as an off season, but <laughs> but no, the off season has been great. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of progress, not only in myself but the guys around me. Uh, my room specifically has been doing good, so. No complaints. I think we're doing a great job. So
3: can you take us through where that room is now? I mean, you you, you talked a lot near the end of the season about Coach moving on and and Shane going to South Carolina. But what it's like, what is it like now? Who's running it? What's the makeup of that room like?
5: Okay, so you guys know uh, Joe John Finley is in charge now. And uh, the room, in terms of personnel, is still me, Stog, Braden, And uh, the culture is still there. The expectations are still there for us to perform on and off the field, be a leader, and um, lead as a group uh, for this team, and so those are our expectations still. For you,
3: is, is leadership an area where you feel like you've grown the most since you came to Oklahoma?
5: Yeah, for sure. I never really imagined myself in this position. You know, I just figured I'd do my job and grow from there, but it's definitely something that I've grown to love and appreciate, especially here at the University of Oklahoma.
3: Have you always been a guy that's been more lead by example than vocal?
5: Yeah, for sure. For sure. At first, I was very much lead by example, but I also know that in order to catch a lot of people's attention, you have to be vocal. So sometimes you have to step outside of your comfort zone and, and take charge. What's been the biggest key to embracing that
3: and stepping out of your comfort zone and not being afraid to tell someone when they need to be better or when they need to improve? What's, what's that process been like for you?
5: Knowing that the guys before me, it worked for them. So I talk about players such as uh, Jalen Hurts, um, Baker Mayfield, those type of guys that were vocal, knowing that it worked for them it was. It's only right that I do the same when I'm around my teammates. And so I'm just doing what the guys before me did. And uh, that's made all the difference.
3: You know, we've talked about it before, and I think it's one of the coolest st- stories. When Lincoln Riley came over from East Carolina, everyone kind of looked at the roster, and they're like, there's no H-backs on this roster. But as time has progressed, man, you, it's been a focal point of this offense. Secret weapon, if you will. How fun yeah. has that been to be such an integral part
5: of this offensive attack? Well, seeing— Exactly how far this role has grown since I've been recruited. I watched it form from day one up until now. It's, it's been fun seeing change. You know, change is sometimes good, sometimes bad, but in the role of an HVAC baby, it's been great. So <laughs> I've had a fun time being part of this offense.
3: Speaking of change, you mentioned Joe John. He comes in as an Oklahoma guy. He's had great success on the coaching trail. What's it been like? I, I know we haven't been on the field yet, spring ball, getting ready to get rolling, but what's it been like being coached by Joe John?
5: Oh, it's cool. It's always nice having somebody who's um, played not only your position, but here at your school, so he understands uh, the little things, maybe the pressure or our daily thoughts. He can connect to us a little bit more than somebody else who's not had the experience here at the university. So it's small details like that that I like.
3: Where do you focus
5: on continual
3: individual improvement? Where do you want to see Jeremiah Hall, the football player, get better?
5: Um explosiveness and staying healthy you know especially this past year I learned that if you can just stay on the field you know that's that's half the battle especially with COVID but explosiveness on my part in terms of uh making things happen after the catch, uh, getting out of my routes, uh, getting off the line of scrimmage and those things. Those, that's what I'm working on.
3: I thought you've really improved, Jeremiah, as a receiver. And you've always been a good receiver. You've got a great catch radius. You can make competitive catches. What has been the key to allowing you to be such an effective receiver out of the backfield?
5: Uh, just knowing the offense and paying attention to what's going on around me. So what I mean by that is as an H-back, I not only pay attention to what I'm doing, but I pay attention to what other people are doing as well. And once you know the concepts as a whole, it helps you that much better on yourself individually.
3: So this is for the Huddle Show, this interview that we're doing right now. And the co-host is Trey Millard, who has (laughs) quite a nice little role at the University of Oklahoma. You talk about some of the guys that came before you. What about the guys like Trey Millard and what they've meant to to your development?
5: Man, I'm hoping when he sees this interview and he's uh, saying that I'm holding up his expectations as an H-back fullback, tight end, whatever you want to call it. But um, I look look up to guys like Trey, and uh, he knows that. I've had a few conversations with him. But, um, yeah, shout out to to one of the greats, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you go on this.
3: Embracing the expectations. I know you're not a guy that gets too caught up in social media or the noise, but when you hear all these great things being said about that team— uh, Jeremiah, how do you not allow that to go to your
5: head? How do you internalize that and just use it as a drive? Uh, to be honest, this may sound uh, Jalen Hurts-like, but I don't really pay attention to it. You Strat know, poison. I, I, yeah, I pay attention to to, guy, to the guys in my room, to the people I see every day, to the man left and right of me working hard next to me and to my coaches. And uh, I keep it that simple.
1: You're awesome. Thanks, Jeremiah. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Uh, great job, Chris, as always. And to uh, Jeremiah Hall, love the maturity of him. Uh, he said, hopefully, uh, he is living up to your standards. What, what would you say about uh, Toby? Toby calls him Absolutely. the bullfrog, Jeremiah
4: Hall. <laughs> the bullfrog. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good nickname or if he'd appreciate that or not. <laughs> He's a little
1: bigger it's, it's, and a lot tougher yeah, than a bullfrog. Yeah,
4: um, definitely, definitely, as you watch that interview, you can tell just the maturity of him, what he does uh, for the team, not just on the field, but off of it and in the locker room uh, as a leader is what you expect, uh, what I expect as a full from, from fullbacks and from tight ends, for kind of, uh, we can be a little bit of the glue and some of the physical aspect of the, of the offense. Um, and he's done a great job of, do, to, of doing that. Uh, and, and you talk about just that room or the H-back. There's not a lot of teams in college football who, who have just a depth at that position um, that we have currently, but then also that – and tight ends as well included in that, but then have had that for so long. Um, it's it's just been a great part of the tradition that I could be a part of, part of that I'm so – proud of, uh, and just great to see him continue to do that. Yeah,
1: Aaron Ripkowski and Trey, Dimitri Flowers to the current crop of guys. We're going to go through some of them in just a moment. But as you heard, uh, you've, as you heard Chris talk about there with Jeremiah, there's a new man in charge. That's Joe John Finley, who's a former Sooner. And he was also a graduate assistant when Trey was in Norman. We will hear from him and kind of break down the position as it stands right now at the University of Oklahoma. You're watching The Huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman.
2: The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue, Academy Sports and Outdoors. The preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. Riverwind. Still the one. You're watching The Huddle from Rudy's Country
1: Store and Barbecue in Norman, brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a Sooner game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Chad McKee filling in for the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland tonight. And uh, Toby is up in Kansas City, where the Sooner men face a 20-point deficit to the Kansas Jayhawks at halftime of the Big 12 quarterfinals. Teddy Lehman has the night off. Trey Millard is with us. And we're talking tight ends and H-backs, which was his position here at the University of Oklahoma. New coach, but he's a familiar face. Joe John Finley was first on a couple of, in fact, he was on three Big 12 title games and then was a grad assistant when Trey played at Oklahoma. And we had a chance to catch up with him this week.
3: How unique, special, I don't know, a, a, any other adjective that might fit, to have so many guys, Joe John, that played here as part of this staff.
6: Oh, it's extremely special. It's, it's, it's something that you can use in recruiting. I mean, you know, it's family here. It's been the same family here. Uh, pretty much for, for since I got here, you know, since 2000, 1999, and so a lot of familiar faces. Now the the house has changed a lot. You know, this place is is extremely. Um I mean, it's, it's, it's so nice, and you're not going to have anybody that has better facilities than you. And So um, just these guys being back with us, it just says a lot about what this place is, the culture we have here, and and uh, the stability we have here, and it's, it's it's been really good. Oh, that's right. that's The new digs, man. You, you like the new South End Zone facility? A little different, right? I love it. I, I'm still getting lost around here. That's not <laughs> something I expected, but uh, everything's so different and, and nice, but it, it's, it's great to be a part of and, and, and great to use how that, that tight
3: end position just in general has changed so much but in a lot of ways it's still the same how have you seen that progress in this offense and what do you see as that tight ends role and what you're going to be coaching in 2021
6: uh just like a lot of places it's it's uh it's used so so uh in such a versatile way you know you can be a single receiver which is you know used to be the old x receiver you know you have um, Guys, your best receiver always went to the single side. Well, now you, you might be a tight end over there. You might be inside of, of two receivers. You might be inside of three receivers. Uh, but you're going to do all the stuff that's split out, which obviously that's what's ex- what, what excites a lot of young players these days. And then uh, just the, the ability to move into the box, whether you're in line, in the wing, back in a running back position. It's just – it's so easy to sell that because – that's what they're going to ask you to do at the next level. And so everything that uh, the next level, the NFL is going to want to see you do, you're going to put that on tape here. So they don't have to project that ever. They can look at it say, this guy can do it. Now I want to take him and, and put him on my football team.
3: You've got a, a pretty cool room. And, again, you've got that H-back room that you deal with as well, too. Kind of similar in what the guys – we talked to Jeremiah Hall for the show, but it's – how challenging how fun what's that like to have
6: both H-backs and tight ends Joe John it's it's a lot of fun you know and that's that's what I've always that's what I've coached since I got into it because that that position is kind of merged you know as you see I mean you see Kelsey and and Gronk and those guys they line up in the backfield they line up just like we do and so it's a lot of fun it's it's a challenge because you're trying to work everything an offensive lineman works you're trying to work everything that a um, wide receiver works and then you got to be so in tune to The run scheme and and um, protections that uh, it's it's second to the quarterback, but not by much as far as how much you got to know.
3: I want to ask about a couple of guys. I'll start with Jeremiah Hall. What's kind of stood out about him since you've started taking him under your wing?
6: Uh, he's a true professional. You know, he he comes in, goes to work every single day. Uh, Not a big talker, but leads by example. has a unique skill set for the, the the body that he has you know he he moves he runs routes like a like a receiver, but looks more like a fullback you know and so just the versatility with, with him like we said all those positions but he can get out and do everything that you want him to do similar to you know Trey Millard and uh, and Meech back when back when uh, I was here before so from him I, I'm curious
3: to ask you about Austin Stogner coming off an injury but got himself somehow back on the field for the cotton Bowl.
6: is there a battle between you room in that inside receiver room with a guy like Austin Stogner? Absolutely. It's always about. I mean, <laughs> in this offense, you've seen it go from 10 personnel with no tight ends to you know, back when they had um, some of these other guys, you know, with, with Mark Andrews, there was two tight ends on the field you know, for half the time. And so it's really just about who are your best five skill players and and uh, then it's up to us as coaches to, to know how to use those guys and see what kind of matchups they, they create for, for other people. And then you know, you, you put your best five guys out there and let them go play. So what stood out about Austin Stogner
3: so far? Our buddy Teddy Lehman calls him Stogkowski because he reminds him, reminds him so much of Gronk.
6: What do you see in Austin? Uh, just a huge body, you know, that's extremely athletic. Uh, does some good things in, in the box when he when he puts his hand in the ground or is in the wing. Uh, catches the ball. He's, he's a guy that in one-on-one situations, he, he knows how to get open. You know, now it's just a matter of refining those skills and, and really taking his game from really good to, to elite in the box, and that will, that will really make him a complete tight end. Yeah, and, and there's a, a lot of really impressive guys that
3: you have physically in that locker room. I know that's a credit to the weight staff, but Brent, Brent will, uh, Willis, I mean, there's a guy that looks the part. You've got some talent in that room, Coach, don't you?
6: Absolutely. i got three guys that know the offense better than I do right now and uh, played a lot of good ball. You know, they've played in games that mean so much, and that's that experience is is, uh, is priceless. Uh, now it's up to us to go ahead and take it to the next level. Because we have that experience, there's going to be a lot that falls on our shoulders to, to carry the load and, and do a lot of things for this offense, but these guys are... Since day one when I, when I called them that first day, man, they embraced it. They want to be the best tight end group in America, and that's, that's what we plan to do.
3: Special teams and that responsibility as well, something that you've uh, had a lot of familiarity
6: with? Yep, been, been on special teams. As a tight end coach, you, it kind of comes with the territory. You know, it's different at different places, but uh, um, got same thing. It's no, it's no different than learning the offense. You've got to learn the schemes and how we want to coach these guys. We're pumped to have you back, man. Have a great spe- uh, spring. Thanks for your time. All right, thanks. Thank you, Chris, and
1: uh, thanks to Joe John Finley. It is great to have another Sooner back in the fold, and yet you think about this staff, first of all, and all the former Sooners. Kale Gundy, he's been here since uh, since day one, since Bob Stoops took over, and then you throw DeMarco Murray, Calvin Thibodeau into the mix. Of course, uh, you add Joe John Finley now. It is wonderful to have former Sooners in the fold, and you were here when Joe John was a grad assistant. He even mentioned you just a moment ago. Trey, what was it like, as you remember, to play for him?
4: Yeah, I mean, first what you said it's good. The, the ability for all of these players to come back just speaks to the, the tradition and the family that OU is right. So I think that's just a huge aspect that shows and draws recruits because they can not only see it, but they feel that. Um, and then just, just Joe John is a coach, uh, was one of the best coaches I ever had. Um, He definitely took my game from more of a fullback, H-back, to more of a tight end, being more comfortable on the line. Uh, And I respected him because of where he had played uh, in the NFL and the success he had had there and at OU. And he's going to immediately have buy-in from from that room um, that has a lot of experienced guys in it. Fullback,
1: tight end, H back. Don't put a label on me. I think that's the the main thing with this group. But it's a it's such a unique group that they have right now. And Chris and Joe John kind of went through some of the names. We'll take you through and kind of get your evaluation of them as well. Mikey Henderson. This is like a a tight end that has running back speed. What he brings, you could almost line him back up there and, as an I back and hand the ball to him,
4: couldn't you? Yeah, he looks very explosive at, uh, from that position. Um, as we get some of these highlights for and just very fluid with his hips and, and how he's running with the ball, very fluid, catching the ball out of the backfield, uh, explosive, um, a lot of excitement uh, from the, his own teammates when you talk to him about about him carrying the ball. I think he's got to develop more as a blocker to be able to consistently get on the field, and I think that they're going to do that this spring uh, and that he's going to really have a pretty big year this year.
1: Braden Willis, coming back from injury, limited to just five games. I look at him and I think, this guy looks like a wide receiver, but a bigger body.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Another guy that just fulfills this group and completes them really well. Um, Tall, athletic, um, definitely had some good games last year, especially with uh, Stogner being out some. Um, Excited to see what he does as he continues to grow um, in this this offense.
1: Almost a forgotten guy after... The injury this year and the way that Stockner and Jeremiah Hall and Mikey Henderson all performed, but he will be in the mix. Rest assured, there's still plenty of room for him to play an important role in the Sooner offense. Uh, we saw that, that great interview just a few moments ago with Jeremiah Hall. He catches the ball. He's an excellent blocker. Of all the guys, he seems to fit the most different skill sets amongst these tight ends and H backs. I don't know that he's a master of any of any of them, but he's really good at all of them.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and that's what's going to get him on the field, right? And, and Lincoln's going to use a guy like that to, to put him in opportunities to win, whether or not it's blocking uh, a mismatch or running a route on a mismatch. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Hall is going to be uh, explosive in, in the offense. Like you said, that's what he's working on. I think that's what he's going to do, and he's going to come out, have a big year, blocking uh have a big year receiving again like he has and just um i think i think we really do have the chance to have the best full complete um room like that with H-backs and tight ends in the country.
1: Now, the most tight end-looking guy (laughs) of the group, you might say, is Austin Stogner, this guy right here. And you say that just because of his size. It's 6'6", 240 pounds. You know, you get a Mark Andrews, had Grant Calcaterra for a year or two, and Stogner is just the next in line with that group.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely the more traditional looking NFL-type body. You know, the the, uh, comparisons to Kelsey and uh, Gronkowski. Um, Just a big guy who's going to take up a lot of space, catch a lot of balls. Um, And then as uh, Joe John was saying, he's going to be – his next evolution is going to be putting his hand in the dirt, blocking and moving people. Um, And I think when he gets some of that stuff down, which I I think no question he's going to, um, he's got the ability to be a really special player. Our Coach's Corner segment was presented
1: by Riverwind, still the one. These guys now, to be fair, Blake Bell was not a tight end H-back fullback at Oklahoma. He was making plays for you guys in the belldozer package and throwing them all downfield. Absolutely. But he has gone on to a very good NFL career. And, and Mark Andrews, you, you heard the mention of Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. He's along the same lines as those guys.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Two guys that are being doing, having very good uh, NFL careers. Uh, helps our recruiting, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just it's exciting to see those guys succeed. And so uh, two guys are doing very well at the highest level.
1: You can be used in a bunch of different ways. That's the bottom line. Such so a versatile position for the offensive mastermind that Lincoln Riley is. I, I think he, he sits at home with chess pieces trying to figure out how to, how to utilize all these guys. As you have seen this position evolve, and, and we mentioned some of the names, you know, you, Dimitri Flowers has come in, Aaron Rutkowski, who went on to a, a nice career in the NFL, and the current guys. What's it been like for you to sit back from afar and watch the way that they have utilized these guys? I'm sure you'd like to be out there right now, letting Lincoln Riley move around <laughs> a little bit, Absolutely,
4: absolutely. A little bit of jealousy, um, <laughs> just to see the, all the ways that he uses guys. is just extremely exciting for this position. I feel kind of like a big brother just sitting back watching these guys just have such great careers, great college careers. Um, The way that Lincoln can use players and use their their advantages uh, as as who they are as players is one of the greatest things as, as a, a former player to see. I think that's where some of his true genius is. You talk about sitting back with like chess pieces. I think that's really what kind of what he does is he puts guys in positions to win every single play and he picks his players and then the players go out. They have trust in him because they, he trusts them uh, and they go make those plays and they have a lot of fun doing it and it's just so exciting to see as an offensive guy uh, in kind of a, a marginalized position to see those guys thrive <laughs> in the best offense in college football.
1: Yep. It is fun to watch and can't wait to see the how the position moves forward. Uh, Up next, Teddy is not here tonight. Trey will play the role of Teddy for in layman's terms on the huddle. We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman. Trey Miller, Chad McKee, back with you right after this.
2: We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. OU's football games are available on Exidos 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OGE. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively.
1: Welcome back to the huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman. It is presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a Sooner game on, there's a Bud Light there. I'm Chad McKee. Trey Millard is with us this week. Teddy Layman typically sits right here. We call this segment in Layman's terms, and we usually take Teddy back through a couple of plays from his playing career. Maybe it's uh, something that's happened recently with the Sooners. So, since we've got Trey here, we wanted to go back to those thrilling days of yesteryear when he was an All Big 12 fullback, tight end, H-back for the Sooners. And we're going to take a look at a few games. This segment is presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Visit KincadeCoach.com for more information. All right. Kurt Watson is our producer. Cue up the first video we've got, to, and, we're, and we're isolating, Trey. I think this is against West Virginia in 2011. Tell us okay. what we got here.
4: Yeah, that just looks like a little bit of just naked leak out into the flat. Um, one thing that just makes it easy is just they fear the run game. So block well. and makes catching touchdowns easier uh, on the play action. So uh, loved it. Uh, it's kind of fun to get up there and score a touchdown in front of all the cheerleaders. Throw the ball up there.
1: <laughs> <A> little motion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
4: you get right the there, corner. Right there, some blocks. Yep, yep, coming around the edge, cutting down. Um I really like cut blocks, like getting guys on the ground. Uh, it's funny. Uh, C- Coach Wilson was the one who kind of taught me how to do that and do it well. Uh, there's just sealing up the edge for Trevor Knight coming around the edge again. Um, this looks like coming across on a zone. Let's see what we got. Oh, this is, Whoa. yeah, that was a good cut. 99 is still feeling <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it's fun. And then we switch something up and bounce it outside when those guys are scared of the scared of the kind of the cut blocks.
1: Brennan Clay you're blocking mm-hmm. for here? Yep. Oh, that's Damian. Damian Williams. Now yep. I think it was Brennan the previous play.
4: Yep. And there you go. Talk about uh, Ripkowski that's got a couple of us in there. Um, just kind of cool. A lot of teams didn't have any fullbacks and we had uh, two that were on the field at now, the same now time. Now
1: this is football <laughs> right here. Trey yeah. Millard with his hands on the football. How did you get your hands on the ball on this play?
4: This is a, a Getting one of those leaks out of the backfield. Uh, linebacker lost me in the play action. Uh, got in the flats wide open, and then uh, just held my breath, Woo. closed my eyes, and jumped and landed and decided to try to go score that's a touchdown. Back to, that's back to your soccer playing base, showing your footwork yeah. right there. Yeah, didn't score a touchdown though. Uh, just talk about a big disappointment. So your players right? let you
1: let you know, but your, your teammates yeah. let you know.
4: Man, you didn't yeah. take that to the house. Only to on. the fourth. Um, uh, after that play, I actually looked over at the coaches and told them I was like, "After we scored this touchdown, like I can't go on kickoff. Like, I'm about <laughs> to throw up. This is I'm exhausted. It's 100 degrees outside. We're not supposed to run that far as fullbacks. Yeah, that, <laughs> we're, we're six we're six yard bursts. That's and, uh, not fair. Yeah." <laughs> Here we go. This is just an all-around all good uh, good win by the team. But You see guys blocking downfield. Um, they, they weren't expecting it. We were hungrier in that game. Um, we knew that they weren't going to physically match up with us, and we absolutely dominated that it, game. Is,
1: is hurtling a tackler something you would have tried in practice, or was it spur of the moment, i got to get over this guy?
4: No, spur of the moment. Sometimes you'll see um, guys uh, – kind of go low or you can watch film and, and know that. Some, there's some guys who have the tendency of being ankle block, anchor tacklers. Yeah. So I kind of knew that some, before some games, uh, especially if it was later in the game, guys are tired, they don't really want to get hit high. And so you kind of have some of that stuff in your mind. Uh, I actually tried to tee that one up with there's earlier in the, I had a really big hit on a guy when I was carrying the ball. And mm-hmm. so, Thought you know, worth a shot. I wasn't going to get through both of them by uh, by uh, steamrolling them, so I, I took a took a leap. You leap of faith, one right? and roll through the uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and
1: run through the other guy. We saw the the belldozer there at the end. Absolutely, the, the evolution of that package. It was almost like a mid season thing to, to get the run game going. Tell us tell us how that evolved.
4: Yes, yeah, so we were really struggling uh, sh- short yardage, um, especially in the end zone. Um, we we kind of developed this 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 package with with Blake running and um, ended up having the best red zone offense in the country uh, and it was it was special um the momentum the energy behind it um just the guys that we had out there i mean you've got almost 700 pounds in the backfield <laughs> between me ripkowski and blake, and blake. R- <laughs> r- r- running through here and it's just it's teams couldn't stop it and it was powerful because we had three plays and it was like we're gonna line up and see if you can stop one of these three plays and if you can't then we're gonna just run it down and we're gonna th- run it, uh, score touchdown and Go celebrate and then go do it again next time if you can't figure it out.
1: This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind. Home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen.
2: The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars
3: like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.
7: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.